Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretzler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network, who just happens to be the sponsor of this episode. The reason I sponsored this episode with the Women Supporting Women Can Network is because it is all about creating your tribe. It's all about building that connection, finding that support and uplifting each other, you know, sharing our wins, sharing our losses, being a supportive community that is judgment free, and all about unconditional love and learning. So go and check that out. You can join the group link in the description. Uh, If you would like to connect with either myself or my guest speaker today, you can do so our links are in the description of this video. Today, we are talking about creating your tribe, which for me is so, so very much, um, it's important, it's vital. You have to create a tribe of, of your people, but not only in life or friendships, but also in business and networking. So we're going to get into all of those areas, but to do that, I'm going to let my co-host introduce herself. Christine, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for the opportunity. I'm so grateful for what you do and how you bring us women together and um, give us the chance to spotlight our our, what we do. So uh, thank you so much. I founded Toronto Professional Women's Meetup seven years ago. Um, Back then, I was working in the corporate world and really unhappy with my life, to be honest. Um, I just was, I was an assistant um, to underwriters in the insurance industry and it was highly competitive and I just didn't, I wasn't making friends with people I work with. I just, it was just, if you you don't do that in the corporate world. Um, So I decided to kind of venture out and start networking. And so I would like post the event online. I started on meetup.com. I would just post a random um, event just for women. So I called it Toronto Professional Women. And it's just, I did a good job with the name because it really attracts those types of women, professional, ambitious. We all come together and we network. So I would do two to three a week. I would sneak out on my lunch breaks or after work. And this was totally for free when I first started. I was just so passionate about just getting out there and like finding a way out of the corporate world because I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. Didn't want to be there forever. <laughs> and so I started that I, I that's how I started out. And I started meeting all these amazing women entrepreneurs. And I started learning from them by continuously going to these networking events. And I was essentially creating my tribe and attracting people that um I wanted in my life that I needed in my life to teach me those things that I needed to learn. And so after about seven years, so fast forward seven years later, I got married. I have two young kids. And after my second mat leave, I said, I'm not going back to that corporate world. And I decided to take Toronto professional women to the next level and, and um, help women, not only with their networking events, but not, um, and connecting that way, but also with promotions and promoting themselves online and um, showcasing what they do on the internet. Cause that's what I was doing even back then when I was just doing in-person meetups, it was first posting it online. And that's when I opened up my Facebook group seven years ago. Now Facebook groups are really popular, but when I opened my Facebook group back then, there weren't as many. And so that was part of my success was 
starting my Facebook group back then. And every time I had a networking event, I would friend the people that showed up and then I would add them to the group. And so that's how my group now I'm at 8,000 women in there. That's how it came to be was by adding all of these women who come out to these networking events. Um, and we, you know, there's a certain type of woman who comes out to a networking event. Like you are going in there with the intention of um, wanting to meet other people and wanting to connect. So that that's something that I'm really passionate about. I love that. Um, the women in my group, especially when they come out to an event, now I do virtual events. I used to do in person, I still do in person, but they come out and they follow up with each other, you know, coffee chats outside. So you meet somebody you're vibing with and you um, follow up and you build a relationship from there. And that's, has it expanded outside of Toronto? Oh yeah, since I've gone virtual, it's expanding across Canada for sure. I have a lot of uh, women from out in BC, some on the East Coast, and also in the States as well. And I have a, I have a lady in the UK who joins us for networking. So I change up the times, like for the times we meet on Zoom, I change the times up so that it accommodates the time zones and benefits uh, everybody in, yeah. And schedules too, because we're all, let's face it, we're all really busy women entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, I think what's most important about it is we are busy and we all, we all need support when you're in the corporate world, especially the corporate world, right? Or your daily grind nine to five. We're so consumed with work that we get home. And I was talking to my husband about this the other day. And it's like, by the time we get home, we're tired, we don't want to do anything, we have to cook and take care of the kids. And, you know, socializing is like the last thing on our on our minds, right. And I don't think we make it a priority enough to socialize to find our tribe to find those people. I know that for my husband and I in the last couple of years, our socialization has gone down, not the last couple of years, but the last few years because we've moved. So we went from Manitoba, Canada to BC to Alberta. And throughout those moves, we've made friends, but they weren't lasting. It wasn't, you know, they were, we were friends while we were there. As soon as we moved, that changed, that kind of thing. Um, but even, even now that we're back home, um, oh, quick, quickly, if you want to share this episode uh, for anybody watching or catching the replay or even Christine yourself, I do notice that it isn't streaming to your platforms, which I really wish it had, oh, but for some reason it doesn't. <laughs> if you want to share it live, you're absolutely welcome to. I don't mind if you fiddle around in the background sharing it if you so choose. Um, just so you know, I figured I'd let you know while we're live. Um <clears throat> But I've noticed the last few years, we moved back to Winnipeg and we, we were born and raised in Winnipeg. We spent 20 something years in Winnipeg, 20, 27, 28. And when we moved away, we were gone for about 10 years. And when we came back, our friendships had changed. Our friends had moved on. They had, you know, created new friendships. They're, you know, people we had known for many years. And then now it's, we've changed, right? We're different people. And that's what I think we forget as, as we grow up and, and as we get older, we change, right? We evolve, we, we go through different routes and we go through different interests and different paths. 
And as we're going through that, our friendships change too. And sometimes those friendships just don't last. They don't stay the same because your goals change, your interests change, all of these things change. So creating your tribe, not only in business, but in life in general is so important. I now, and it's funny, my kids actually introduced me to a couple. My daughter was doing online learning and, or sorry, my daughters were doing online learning. And while my youngest was doing online learning, she met a boy and she really likes this boy and we call him her boyfriend. They're, they're eight and nine. So it's really not, but they're adorable and sweet and they have plans to date when they're teens and and all of this cute, adorable stuff anyway. So they were connected. And then when they returned to school, um, my older daughter, who's 13, she is actually in the same class as this boy's sister. So they introduced us to this family and we've met this family. We, you know, we're engaging with this family and it's like, when your interests change and you, and you embrace who you are, right. I'm spiritual. So when I tell people that I'm a spiritual teacher, they kind of like some of them back off. Some of them are like, Oh, we're right on. Right. Even if they don't understand it, accept it, or, or even know what it is. Mm-hmm. I want people who are non-judgmental, and that's what we found, right? Somebody who is non-judgmental, they have no, you know, I went there and I told them what I do and they're like, Oh, right on. That's really neat. And that was it. Right. It's, finding people who are, you know, who are you going to treat you right? And mm-hmm. I think creating your tribe, business, personal friendships, it's about finding people who are going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated or that you want to be treated, right? Um, and having that mutual respect and understanding. Yeah, because I found in the corporate world that like people were super fake, like it was ridiculous. And I just, I, I, I'm a very open book type of person and so that didn't sit well with me and so I was like I need to get out of here and meet some people who are like real who are want to be my friend and um I found those people out there and they you know your friends change over time and too like me too when I became a mom I also I'm just like my son started school just last year and my, my, my youngest son started school this year. So they'll both be in school, but now my friends are changing too. Right. Like I'm, I'm meeting, um, the parents of my son's, you know, um, friends at school, like through birthday parties, it's like a whole other network now. <laughs> yep. And where was I going to go? I was just about to say something. Um, it is our kids introduce us to people, but, oh, we did an episode, um, last month, I believe, and it was grateful yet frustrated entrepreneurs. And one of the things that we highlighted is how lonely it is being an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. How lonely it is. So whether you're an entrepreneur in the virtual space or whether you are in the physical or, you know, brick and mortar, or if you're, you know, in the professional nine to five daily grind, the corporate world, right? It's cutthroat. There are so many people who are like full blown and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go masculine, feminine energies, right? Cause masculine energies are more cutthroat and, and, you know, warrior types, not that women aren't, but um, <laughs> you tend to get very cutthroat and very, you know, competition and 
I don't know how many women message me on the daily and it's, Hey, do you want to buy this? Or are you interested in this? Or how are you doing? And then five questions later, it's, do you want to learn about this? And I'm just like, I want genuine connections, right? Like it's, it's like every day, whether it's virtual or in person, people are trying to sell you things. It's, you're constantly being sold to. So having a yeah. tribe where you meet other women and you, you know, you collaborate or you talk, or, you know, I'd love to talk about my business to other people, not in a, I'm going to sell it to you, but Hey, do you, let's bounce ideas off of each other. Let's, you know, network and talk and, and be supportive of each other. But society is like, you got to hustle and you got to grind and you got to be competi- competing with everybody. And, you know, I've had business coaches where it's like, oh, go check out your competition and see how they're doing and see what they're doing. And, you know, how are they doing it right? And how are they not doing it right? And it's like, why? Why do I need to go check out other people? I want to be authentic. Why am I, you know, going to their stuff? And I never did because I never wanted to, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's really important to trust your own gut. And then also... I always stress in my networking events, like in my last one, there's times where I get complaints from my networking events saying, you know, I was in a room, breakout room with someone and like, I was just being sold to the whole time. I didn't even get a chance to speak. And like, I get, sometimes we get nervous and it might not even be on purpose, but at the same time, there are some people who do go in there like on purpose, like in that way. And that's their approach. But I make it very clear to these people that this may not be the group for you. <laughs> like, there are other groups out there who are straight up all about the pitch. So you can go to those groups and like meet those types of people. But for me, it's all about the relationships and an easy way um, to, to kind of explain this to people before they get into those breakout room conversations. I like to say like, Let's focus on the referrals. So when you're talking to somebody or someone's talking to you, listen, truly listen to what they're saying. And you might even know somebody that they might need to speak to that. Like, it's just, you know, it just makes sense for these two people to speak to, to each other. And then sometimes it just happens naturally. Sometimes it happens where it's like, this happened the other day. Um, I find out that the ladies lived down the street from each other. And so they ended up meeting up for coffee. Um, and it just happened like that. Like, and, and it can happen. And that's the beauty about just putting yourself out there. You just never know. Like that one networking event that you go to could be that one person that you meet that like completely changes your life. It could completely change everything for you. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know. I I was chamber of commerce, right? Networking. If you want a business network or get to to know people in, you know, um, business or careers or professionals, right? Business networking groups. So there's BNI, right? Um, And that's in Canada. I don't know if that's in the US, but that's definitely in Canada. There's BNI. um, There's your local chamber of commerce that you can join. Uh, You can go on to... um, Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever and find other people in your area, professionals, you can join groups like Christine's, right? The Toronto Professional (laughs) Women, uh, the Women Supporting Women Can Network. There are so many different opportunities to network, right? Um, Mine is not business specific. And I know that a lot of people do have business specific groups that are all about networking and collaborating and all of that. Mine has 
various different topics in the group. So it's, you know, for women, right? It's just a women's group. Yeah. Um, but again, and, and mine has, there's no promotion. <laughs> so I'm like, no promoting in that group whatsoever. Um, but again, it's when you find people who actually care about what you're talking about or care about you or care about, you know, what your dreams are and your aspirations and how, how you want to get there in your journey and what you've been through, it, it's life-changing when you find people who are actually meant to be there for you, right? Um, one of the things I want to caution people when creating your tribe is understanding that you're not, you're not creating a tribe that you're changing, you're not, you're not calling people in that you have to change or that you have to barter with or, or anything along those lines, right? But you do need to learn how to have healthy communication and give and take, making yeah. sure that you're, you're giving just as much as to that person as they're giving you, right? Um, whether that's an exchange, whether that's bartering, whether that's, you know, just being there for them when they need you. I know that, you know, my business coach, man, 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 oh man, that woman is there for me. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not as good right now as I should be uh, when it comes to her. Sorry, I keep looking at my, I chipped my tooth and I don't know how I did that. So it's a creepy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, everybody's going to be looking at my chipped tooth, but no. I didn't notice. I can't see it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um but yeah, creating your tribe is life-changing. So what, what do you think people can do to be open to creating their own tribe? Yeah, so here's the thing. What I've learned, because over the years, I've expanded my network through doing, doing these regular networking sessions. I've done about almost 400 of them by now. And what I've learned over the years is that you can't please everybody. And I... I was such a huge people pleaser for so long and I still am. I have that heart inside of me that I want to help others all the time. Um, however, if they're not receiving of it, then it's like, it's just time to move on. <laughs> and so I find that networking is so great because it's, it's, you can step away from all that negativity from these people. It's like, okay, like, I really just want to get away from this now. Like, I just, it's not, maybe it was serving you a couple of years ago, like your relationship with this person, but all of a sudden it just, just doesn't continue that way, right? And that, I think that's normal. A lot of relationships, they're good for a certain period of time and then they kind of die, right? And so you got to continuously be making those new relationships all the time. And just like, if you go to one networking event, then you might just meet that one person who could just change your whole perspective on whatever that situation was with that person that, you know, you were, it seems like such a big thing in your mind, but all of a sudden it just, it just completely changes your mindset. So sometimes people can be pretty nasty, right? And it's just like moving on from that really quick. I mean, it might, it might give me a bad day. Like I might feel terrible for a day, but I'll wake up the next day and be like, eh. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's learning how to let those relationships go. Right. And I've let numerous relationships in the past 10 years, I've let them go and I let them go with love. I'm not holding on to animosity. I'm not holding on to yeah. irritation or anger or whatever the situation may have been. It's, 
you know, I need to do what's best for me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not, you know, my intention isn't to let you go with anger or, or angst or anything. It's, I need to remove myself from this relationship so that I can feel better so that I know that I'm doing what I need to do. And it's not right for me to keep you in a relationship that's, that's not making me happy. Right. And it's, it's a huge learning lesson when you can actually do that. Right. Um, So some questions on creating your tribe, what do you want to feel? Right. What's number one, what's your purpose? Why, why are you creating the tribe? What do you need from that tribe? Or what are you providing? Actually, both questions. What are you providing to that tribe? And what do you need from that tribe? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And just do some work in detailing that out. Ask yourself, what's the purpose of it? Why, why do you need it? What's, how is it going to change your life? And how is it going to change their life? Whether that's you know, meeting new friends, whether that's support, right? The Women Supporting Women Can Network was created so that women had like a one-stop resource center where they could come, they could make friends, they could ask, you know, um, I need information on this or where could I find this? Or, you know, I've had a shitty day and my husband's being horrible. Can you help me like just vent? Whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, that's what that group is for, is to learning and growth and unconditional love without any judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's growing into something of epic proportions or will be very soon once it's fully launched, Um, but join the Facebook group now anyway. Um, But same with yours, right? The Toronto Professional Women, you created that because being an entrepreneur, being a woman entrepreneur or a woman professional it's lonely, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're constantly trying to compete with the, with the men. And I'm not saying everybody, but it it happens quite often, right? You're competing with the men or you're competing with the women. And it's like, you have no freedom to express. Right. And I, and I like how you pointed out that you really had nobody at that company. It was finding other people, right? It was finding other people who didn't have oh, I need to step on this person to get higher or I need to do this or, or whatever that looked like, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I was also very much in debt coming out of university. And I really, I was putting money into running this thing for free for so many years too. Like, just because I was so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about like helping other women as well in that are in like today still I see a lot of women that want to get out of the corporate world and I think the first step is like taking that step and getting out and meeting new people to get ideas like you said bouncing ideas off each other is is really great that's why I don't think it's such a big deal when there's like say two real estate agents or two people in finance or like you know it's 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 totally fine in fact it can actually help you in your in your industry to share your ideas. One person might have, you know, a certain mindset and you share that, but also creating a tribe. Also the part about that is like, what's really important to me about creating a tribe is that there are lots of networking, networking leaders, right. Who, who run their own groups and they all have their unique styles and ways to go about networking. And so that is how you create your own tribe of people. Cause you know, people will be um, 
interested in certain different personalities. Everybody has a different personality. So you're creating your tribe that people will vibe with, right? And if, if people don't vibe with your tribe, then it's like, okay, like, that's fine. <laughs> like, not everybody's gonna vibe with me. <laughs> yep. Um, I was telling my daughter that yesterday, she was playing a video game. Uh, she's playing Roblox, because of course she's eight. So she's playing Roblox. And all of a sudden, these kids were like bullying her. And she comes in, she's very upset. She's very emotional, um, which not a bad thing, just she's very emotional and very sensitive. And she comes in and she goes, mom, they're, they're not being nice to me. They're saying that my character is ugly. And I said, honey, and I, and I, I sat her down and I said, listen, I, my husband and I sat her down and we said, listen, not everybody's going to like what you like. Not everybody is going to see your, um, not everybody is going to see what you've created the way that you see it. And that's okay. They, they don't have to like it, but you don't have to listen to them. If you like what you've created and you like the vibe that it's putting out, and you, you love it, then that's what you need to focus on. Not what other people think about it because it's what you feel about it. Um, and that's really what we need to do even with our tribes is yeah. just creating that standard creating you know a safe space where like where we're where we can express who we are mm -hmm. yeah no that i love that you shared that about uh your daughter like it's i just i think back to school you know when we're such a young age and we're so innocent and there's just you know that's when you learn those those really important lessons. And I wish, you know, my mom had said the same thing to me back then to not let that affect me so much because that really can, and I think for a lot of people, it puts such a damper on people. And it did for me for many years, I felt like I didn't have a voice and I was bullied in school. And a lot of people don't see that because look, I got a pretty face. So it's like, oh, well, she must have had a pretty easy life. But no, I did not. I had such a complete opposite of that. And I got bullied about my teeth because they're straight now, but they were like really crooked. I actually paid for my own braces. I, I, uh, I, I actually uh, paid for them through paper route. Like, I don't know, I was like 10 doing a paper route. I was, and then I worked at Tim Hortons full time uh, while I was in high school. So like after school, I would go and work at the three to 11 shift. And I didn't even get a ride home. Like, honestly, I found my own way home. Like, and I mean, my parents had a rough life too. Like they, they you know, they had it rough too. And it's like, uh, I just want to break those patterns, right? Like, it's just, I don't want that for my own kids. Um, and some people might think, oh, that's like spoiling them, but I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm protecting them. We, we do tend to, as parents, right? We do tend to want to protect our children from the things that we experienced and also save them having to learn that lesson. Now, while that is a great thing, um, they have to learn their lessons, right? They have to experience whatever it is that they're meant to experience so that they can learn how to cope. They can learn how to deal and process and, and work through any of those traumas, right? Because none of us are exempt from that at all. Um, Tara says, good eye-opener about creating what we want versus what others think we should or should not want. Absolutely. Um, 
we're all dealing with something, whether it's past issues, present issues, uh, fears of the future, whatever that looks like, we're all dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And when we create or call in that tribe, you know, like we said, there are people who aren't going to like it. And it's one of the most fundamental rules that we're, we learn as a children or are supposed to learn as children, because we're not teaching it anymore, um, is that it's okay if people don't like you. It's okay if people have a different opinion of you. Or even okay. if they can understand it, right? Yeah. They might not even just like understand it. <laughs> and that's okay, right? It's, I can have a conversation with you and you and I, right? Um, I, there's a couple comments on the stream. I'm not going to say what they are because they're inappropriate as hell. Um, but there's a couple comments on the stream and whoever's doing that, whether it's a bot, whether it's an actual person, they think that that's okay. I don't think that's a, that's okay. Difference of opinion, right? Yeah. Is they think it's okay. They might think it's a joke or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I don't think it's okay, but I don't have to engage in it, right? Yeah. I don't have to, we don't have to engage with things that we don't agree with. We don't have to, we don't have to share our opinion. We don't yeah. have to. And if we do share our opinion, right? They shared theirs. I shared mine. There's no fight. There's no argument. It's, I don't agree that you should have done that. You, you obviously did it. So it is what it is. Right. And we tend to get overwhelmed or overexcited. I used to do four hour Facebook lives doing free readings for people because I'm a card reader and yeah. I would do free readings and mediumship and all of that. And I learned very quickly the amount of people who would show up on those live streams and call me a crackpot and just, just all of the, the amount of things that they would call me on those videos. And you know what? I kept telling them and I if I did choose to engage, because you do have the choice, right? Mm -hmm. If I did choose to engage, it was like, you know what, your comment doesn't hurt me. That's your opinion. It's not, I don't have to believe that. If you believe that that's your choice, you don't have to comment. You have a choice of whether you join this live or not. That's the key, right? Is we all have that choice. So building your tribe, you have the choice on who you let in, and you can do that with love. You don't have to say, oh, I don't like you, or I don't like the way you think, or I don't like, you know, if you could, if you don't like it, leave. We don't have to be aggressive. We don't have to be rude or crude about it. We can just turn around and go, hey, you know, if this isn't for you, then that's totally fine. Or you know what? I feel even for the show, I've had people interview for the show and I say, hey, you seem like a really great person and, and no offense to you or, but I don't feel it. I don't feel the vibe. I don't feel the topic. I don't feel like we're a right fit, right? That's not done out of anger. It's not done out of ridicule or, or anything. It's, hey, we just, I don't feel like we fit, right? And you, you got to go with what you feel. It's not an offense, but society takes it as an offense. So creating your tribe right now is harder than it used to be. Um, I believe we might do an episode tomorrow on toxic mentality and law of attraction, manifestation, positivity, and how toxic they can be and what they've done to society. And part of that is that if you feel offended, right? If somebody came to the show or somebody came to your group and they're like, I don't like this, they didn't let me in, cancel culture would come into play. 
right? Yeah. We'd be to blame. Cancel culture would come in and they're like, cancel, cancel, cancel. And it's like, why? Just because you don't agree? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I've gotten so much better over the years, like, because I started this networking group. And since, you know, I turned it into a business recently too and started charging. So like, I'm getting a ton of message messages saying like, why are you charging? It's like, well, this is how I make my living. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I think that's the most silly question in the planet. But what I was trying to say is um, I've gotten better at when people come at me um, in a certain way that's inappropriate or they're just not vibing with the tribe. Um, I'll, like you say, I'll turn around and I'll actually say something very friendly and nice, but you know, in such a way that I just don't think there's, there's other groups out there for you. Not, this is not the group for you. Like, and, um, at the beginning though, I was not so good at that. I'll admit it. I would just block the person because I was afraid of having that conversation with them. It was like, it's a very scary thing, but after a while, I just don't, I don't care what they come back and say to me. If I'm nice and then they choose to turn around and say something mean, that's on them. Mm Yeah, I get a lot of mean in a day. <laughs> okay, so we have another comment. I always had the assumption that the tribe I create is more for them. Elaborate here with me, please. So it is and it isn't. Your tribe, while it will benefit other people, if you're creating a tribe like, like we have. So Christine and I both created tribes. Those tribes, I've created two now. So just alive is its own tribe. Um when I do the show and it does the closed captions, it actually calls it just alive. So when I say welcome, just a family, it says, welcome, just a family, right? So just alive is like my family. This is, this is where I go to talk about things that people don't want to talk about, talk about things that people need to talk about, right. And help people be happy and heal. So while there is a benefit to our viewers, not all of them, but whoever watches, right? If you find benefit, you find benefit. If you don't, then maybe it's not the episode or the show for you. But when I create a tribe, it's, yes, I have the idea. Yes, it benefits me. And yes, um, I get, you know, most out of it because one, the, not the recognition, but in a way, yes, the recognition, right? Like I, it, I'm proud that I created something, Yeah. but it is for them in a sense of you're helping them with something, right? You're giving them something you want. Yeah. You're giving them something you needed, mm-hmm. right? Every tribe, when it comes to networking and business related or um, what, what we've created, right? Those kind of tribes, not your friendships and stuff like that. Uh, But the tribes that we've created, there is, we've experienced something that's created this tribe, Mm -hmm. right? So we are getting the pride and ownership and, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of those good feelings from providing other people, what we didn't have, what we needed that wasn't available to us. That's kind of what it is building your tribe. Would you agree? 
yeah like we saw the that there was a gap there and we're just like we're filling the gap that we felt like didn't exist and that it needed to be there and i'm just like so like so proud that i was able to create it and bring it into like real life like this is actually happening and i only found out over time that it was like it's my calling that's what I was supposed to be doing. And that's what I really truly am passionate about. And I love just meeting new people like meeting you and having these conversations on the internet and being able to share my story with everybody and, you know, changing people's lives and making a difference to just doing what I do every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is, we get emotions. We get the emotions, we get the validation, we get, we do get just as much out of building that tribe or creating that tribe as the people joining it, right? Yeah. If not more, because we see, we get to see the vision. We mm -hmm. get to see the ultimate goals. We get to see people come in who are alone and afraid and, and not okay who grow over time we still we get that right we get to see that we get to see that transformation and that that growth whether it is a support group whether it's you know toronto professional women because it is the support group you created that because you were lonely so you get to see other women who were lonely come in and and make all the you know and and get that benefit yeah yeah like it, it brings me to tears sometimes when i hear how quickly sometimes it will change someone's life when they come in they come to just even just one or two networking events and they're like wow like that was really amazing i now have these connections with these women that i didn't have before and they're super successful and um like everything's changed now what i didn't think was possible is now possible like that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. I I don't think again there's so many people who think that uh, not even that. I, do you know one of the main reasons I created women supporting women is because of all the business Facebook groups I'm in. So you have uh women in business, women entrepreneurs, like I see all of these women entrepreneurs entrepreneur groups or these women business groups or you know moms in business or whatever it looks like right they all have business in in, in mind right but at the same time they get so overwhelmed with sales posts and i mean you have sales posts you have veiled sales posts you have oh there's no promotions and yet you know you've got standout members promoting 50 like you have 50 to 100 people who are standout members promoting every day somebody going in there asking for help is being promoted to they're being you know they're being spammed not unintentionally but spammed with all of these comments you post a comment going i need help with this and you've got 400 comments i do this i do this i do this and yeah i've commented on them absolutely i own six businesses of course i'm going to but at the same time where's the support like where's the hey you know i feel where you're at and just not the support in oh i can help you fix that but hey you know i got you how are you doing what do you need right and just 
being that support. That's why I created Women Supporting Women because I wanted a group where there was no promotion. There was no sales. It was just, hey, how are you doing, right? Post how your day is doing. Do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? What's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And that group is morphing into a membership platform Mm -hmm. where people come in and they get different tiers of membership. and, And it's, it's an amazing thing because they get access to programs and they get access to events and, and, you know, the people who are providing that information and expertise in life, spirituality, motherhood, all of, all of the things women deal with on the daily. So it's, it's become that, right. And I think everything else, we put so many things aside, we put our own health and wellness aside of, you know, being a mom, we talk about mother's groups and and I'll even go into that. You've got mother's groups, right? Um, Mother's bloggers. You've got all of these mothers who are, Hey, you know, it's hard being a mom. Here's my checklist. Here's all this. And that's great. But then a mom posts, Hey, I'm doing this. And it's like, you've got 50 people attacking her going, Hey, why are you doing that? Right? Like I saw a post of a mom who I believe was still feeding, uh, breastfeeding her five or six-year-old, right? Or even six or seven. And I'm just like, for me, I don't agree. I wouldn't do it. (laughs) But to another person, I'm like, right on. That's your choice. Right on. Do what's best for you. I'm Mm -hmm. not my life, right? Like, and it's not a judgment. It's not a ridicule. I wouldn't, but if you do right on, right? Yeah. Um, but then you get, I, and I actually had this posted on Facebook. I didn't post it. Somebody else did, but I, I watched it and I followed it and it was just attack after attack after attack. And then not even an attack, somebody posted, Hey, you know, I wouldn't do it. And they got attacked for posting that they wouldn't do it. And it was just like, that's too much. It's, it's constant. Like, that's why I said cancel culture, toxic positivity, toxic, you know, law of attraction and toxic mentalities are all the rage right now. And people don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So creating a happy, healthy tribe and being particular on who you want in it or what you want in it, or, you know, the vibe that's in it, that's, that's going to be really important when you're creating your tribe. Yes, for sure. And being, being brave enough to, to be able to have those conversations with those people and, you know, keep the peace at the same time. Um, but there's going to be difference of opinions, right? And I've always been on the side of like, you know, I don't have an opinion about other people's opinions. I just, you know, they feel strongly about X. It's like, okay, like, like you said, that's not my life. Like I live my life the way I choose. And I, I keep those things very, I try to keep those things very private, especially to, you know, being a mom and I'm, I'm careful about how much I share on social media about my kids and things like that. Um, I made a post once and I was trying to um, like fill in this try. I was trying to start off my business and start off everything. This was a few years ago. And I posted on my Facebook uh, per- profile, I, pros- I posted this picture and it was a mom breastfeeding in a restaurant. And it was, there was other things in the photo and I'll get to that in a minute, but 
it was this entire rant of how can you do that in public? Why are you doing that here? Why? Like just absolutely freaking out. Like that's disgusting. Why are you doing what? that here? Do that in your own house, at your own table. Right. Oh my goodness. Now your reaction is why I did it. So the post, if you go through and you read the entire post, it wasn't about the breastfeeding. It was about the fact that they had flip-flops on the table in the restaurant. Oh, wow. Beside the plate. Oh, my right? God. But the whole post, it sounded like they were talking about the breastfeeding, but they weren't. They were actually talking about the flip-flops. And the amount of people who I had people delete me instantly. I, I probably lost 100 friends just from that one post. Um, I had messages. I had nasty comments. People would leave nasty comments. And because they don't like negativity, they would leave the nasty comment and then block me, which was absolutely hilarious and counterproductive, right? <laughs> and then I would have people private message me freaking out. And I'm like, did you read the whole post though? Yeah. Like, did you read it? Because you just went full blown attack because you heard what you wanted to hear. And then you became this internet warrior and just like, <laughs> freaked out, right? And I, I've posted it a couple times now. And every time I post it, I'm just like, oh, okay, we'll just, we'll just wait and see, right? Um, oh my gosh, that's a good one. You gotta throw your friends every so often. Well, and people don't read it, right? As soon as you, and that's the thing with tribes, is people don't read or people will see. You can tell somebody that something is a certain color, right? They may see it as a totally different color. Like, the, is it gray or, or whatever that one, gray or blue, or I can't remember what that one was, right? The dress and the shoes. Um, yes. You can tell people what you see. Mm -hmm. You can tell people how you feel, but their perception of that isn't going to match up, right? Yeah. And so when you have a post like that, or you're creating a tribe, your wording needs to be your own, very clear, right? We need to be clear. And I mm -hmm. think that like that post isn't very clear. It seems like it's clear, but it's not because it doesn't get to the flip-flop part until the end. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I, I find that entertaining, but um, when you're clear about your perception, when you're clear about your thoughts and your beliefs right you will accentuate that even if you're clear and you make a post on facebook or twitter or youtube or wherever and you get people attacking without actually knowing what you're talking about right you will tell them hey this is yellow and they'll be like no it's orange mm -hmm. and it's like people will see what they want to see They'll hear what they want to hear and they'll say what they want to say. And mm -hmm. a lot of people really jump to the emotional without actually logically going, okay, is this actually what they're talking about? No, I'm going to assume, right? That's why assume means making an ass out of you and me, because assuming something usually makes you look like an ass. Fine <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, but that's an emotional reaction. Right. And again, it comes down to reacting versus responding. A reaction is our mind's way of saying, hey, emotion, this is what we think it is. This is how we're going to react. Let's just do it. No thought necessary. 
um, where a a response is you actually paying attention. Okay. Is there intention behind it? Is, you know, is it this way? Is it that way? Right. And going through that process so that you're not reacting. Um, We got a couple of comments. Uh, Let's see. That's crazy. I'm glad to hear you say this. All of the following what others say and do instead of leaning into your own, this has been showing up for me very heavily recently. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sheeple mentality. And sheeple mentality is the toxic mentality, which we're most likely going to be talking about tomorrow because hell yeah. Um, Sheeple mentality is when you just go, you just go with it. You go with your emotions. You go with, you know, other people's logic. You don't fact find, you don't it's, it's horrendous what people do these days. And the people that are really affected by this, like, how do I word this properly? And I'm going to use my own life as an example. Okay. When you're creating your tribe or you're in a relationship or anything, the number one thing that I've learned over the years is that when I have an emotional reaction to something, I have to control that. And what I I don't say or do anything. Um, if my husband and I, because a healthy relationship does have fights, not going to, they do, right? Most healthy relationships oh, have yeah. some sort of arguments or, or whatever. <laughs> so when my husband and I are going at it, <clears throat> he has a ten- he can push my buttons. The people you love the most have the most button pushing control out of anybody. Yeah. Um, so he knows how to push my buttons. So when he's pushing my buttons, I get to a point and I do it with my daughters and my husband and, and my sons. And I say, okay, I am getting to that point. I need a timeout. And when they do that, it's because I'm either going to say something or do something that I'm going to regret that I don't want to say or do because my emotions are running high and taking control. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. That's what society does now. We don't stop and think of how what we say and what we do are going to affect other people, right? If I say something and if I get emotional, when you are highly emotional, especially with a very um, negative emotion or negative emotion, what ends up happening is you think with that anger, Mm -hmm. right? And your goal, my goal, I'm very volatile and vindictive when I get going. Um, my goal when I'm in that mode is to, I'm, I want to hurt you. I don't care that I love you. I don't care who you are to me. I don't care what your feelings are. My goal is to hurt you worse than you've hurt me. I go into fight mode and I don't care who you are. Yeah. Right. And society's creating that mentality that we are in fight mode all the time. And as soon as we see something that triggers us, it's full-blown fight mode even if it makes us look like an idiot, um, sorry, but you know, outside of you and me assuming, right. Even if it makes us look bad, even if it hurts the other person, you know, why I, I just, yeah. Building your tribe is finding people that actually, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I find too, like, I just got my driver's license a few years ago. Like I didn't really need one for the longest time. I was living in downtown Toronto, but like, I'm terrified here of the highways. People are driving like maniacs, like zero patience. Um, All I worry about is like looking in my rear, like just seeing like these cars zipping right by me and I'm going the speed limit, you know, but 
maybe a little bit over just to keep up with traffic but it's like why though like you need to kind of just take a step back a little bit <laughs> i i for legal purposes i cannot say what my speed limit is but um i like to drive fast <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm i'm actually my husband and i are joking and i said i, I want to buy a hundred thousand dollar car <laughs> just so it can go you know like zero to 60 and oh my god i'm a new <laughs> driver so like it scares the shit out of me like i'm just i'm i'm driving in defense mode like just kind of I, i'm i'm driving defensively because getting in and out of the it's called the 401 here where I am in Ontario. It's it's known for the craziest accidents. And a friend of mine here works for OPP and she sees those accidents in the aftermath. And it's just like, not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, I'm a defensive driver, so I'm confident. I've been driving since I was 17, I think-ish, 16. Okay. Um, yeah. So... 22 years 23 somewhere in there um yeah. i'm confident in my driving i can be driving like a speed demon and i'm still confident in my control over my vehicle um yeah. but i'm always worried about other people right i've been in accidents 99 of them have not been my fault because it's been other people they're driving right yeah um, but yeah, even like I said, you we can only control ourselves. So that's actually a really good lesson on building your tribe is we can't control other people's motives. We can't control the thoughts, the behaviors, the feelings of other people. We can only control ours. Yeah. Right. We can only control who we are, what you know, what we want, and and how we go about that. So ninety five percent of our reality is created by ourselves. It's created by our choices and our actions. There's 5% of our reality that isn't, and that's when we get hit by the life bus or when other people decide to, you know, somebody smacks you in the face. That's part of that 5% you don't control. If they smack you, they smack you. <laughs> like you, you're not, you're not <laughs> pushing their hand into your face, right? Um, so it, it's, yeah. it's a different, a different thing. So make sure that your intentions are good when you're creating your tribe. Um, opening up space for your tribe, ask yourself questions. What do I want? Who do I want to help? You know, what, what is the drive for me behind this mm -hmm. and, and take control of the wheel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like as scary as it could be for me to go on the 401 as a new driver, like, I'm not going to let that stop me. Like I need to get my experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not going to be one of those drivers it's like I'm never going to drive the highway because it's terrifying like people are driving too fast it's you know I need to get from point A to point B and I'm going to take those I'm going to take a risk when I want to right when I feel like I can do it and um, you know if I don't want to take the highway then I don't have to I can take the you know the slower route if that's what I feel like that day, if I just want to be chill and not have to deal with that, it's like, okay, I'll take this other way. It's going to take me longer to get there, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever makes you comfortable. Right. And that's, again, it's, that's huge thing, right? We need to be comfortable and yeah. we're, we, we control that. So creating your tribe for anybody watching or listening or catching the, the replay of this episode, 
creating your tribe comes down to your own control, right? It's your need to feel. Now you can't control other people. So knowing, you know, following your intuition, your gut instinct, your mother's instinct, whatever that looks like, right? Following your intuition and saying, hey, you know, I really don't feel the vibes from this person. Maybe they're not a right fit. Whatever that looks like, follow your gut and know that whatever it is that you choose to do, do it with love, do with self-love and do it with understanding of the other person. If you are creating your tribe and that other person, you just don't feel like they fit, then you need to put it on you because that's on you. That's not on them. It's not on their behavior. You're reacting to their behavior or their, you know, their energy say, Hey, you know, I don't feel like you're a good, that we're a good fit. I don't feel like, like my group's the right one for you or whatever it is that you're offering. Yeah. Stand up for yourself, but do it with love, do it with authenticity and do it with kindness. Exactly. That's so well said. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going here? Well, I just want to thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. And if anybody's watching and they want to get in touch with me, just let me know that you've been watching this uh, Just a Live TV. And um, yeah, feel free to send me a DM uh, anywhere on LinkedIn, any of any one of the platforms. Absolutely. And for anybody watching, if you'd like to get in touch with Christine or myself, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this video. Um, If you'd like to sign up for the Women Supporting Women Can Network, you can do so. Again, link in the description. Find all of that there. Like, follow, and share the show. We're always looking for guest speakers, guest bloggers, as well as featured topics. Um, this show is called giving you something to talk about for a reason. We want to talk about the hard things. We want to talk about the things that people aren't talking about. And I think we're on episode 106. So we're, we're doing pretty good on that. Uh, so for everybody watching, go and like the show, catch up on episodes. You can do so at justalivetv.com. sign up for the newsletter, all of that fun stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Christine, for joining me. I really appreciate it. I really had a good time. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, just a family, this has been your episode. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. If you'd like to get in contact, please do so. We're always looking to give you something to talk about. Have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you're watching. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.